Southeast Asia Crossroads, an educational podcast from the Center for Southeast Asian Studies at Northern Illinois University. From music and maps to money and modernity, this is where ideas come together. Well, welcome to another edition of Southeast Asia Crossroads. Uh, I'm Eric Jones, and with me in studio is Dr. Ashua Young. Welcome. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, it's uh, it's good to have you back on our on our campus. Ashua uh, um, is a uh, professor at Saint Cloud State University in uh, in political science, um, but you have a you have a bit of uh, uh, history. You graduated from NIU with your PhD in uh, 2000. Six? Correct. I was a former student here and got my PhD here. Yes, thank you. We're proud of our uh, of our NIU mafia. That uh, thank you. <laughs> in political science, you go on and do great things. Uh, um, and so, yeah, I was glad to have you back. And uh, your uh, a bit of your research today is 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 very fascinating and and really timely, which is uh, Chinese foreign direct investment inflow into the Lao PDR. Correct. Um, and uh, how did you uh, how did you start um, uh, wanting to wanting to research the um, Chinese um, FDI foreign direct investment? Well my research project was initiated for a long time, uh, since two thousand eight when I was I met to St. Cloud State University and I was appointed as a faculty coordinator of a short-term programs to the countries and through my observations and I see that the penetrations of Chinese economically in the country is uh, expand substantially and that prompted me to do the research about the uh, investing of China in in Laos. Right, it's it's uh, it's a major. It's one of the major topics in mainland Southeast Asia, especially and in Southeast Asia, uh, uh, Chinese influence and investment. Um, give us, give our listeners a sense of of scale. Um, when did when did Chinese become a major player in um, Lao and uh, Southeast Asian um, direct foreign investment? Yeah. In Laos, since two thousand. That's okay. the years that the emergence of the Chinese investing in the countries uh, since 2000. So it's 2000, and it's uh, um, what 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 scale are we talking now? How how big of an investor is uh, China in the, in the Lao People's Democratic Republic? Well, of the uh, FDI, uh, as for now. China is the biggest investor in the countries, constitutes 25% of the uh, foreign direct investments in, in the countries. So we're talking about billions of uh, no. dollars investments in, in Laos from China. How far ahead is not the number two? Um, how, Vietnam, how, how far behind is the number two? Uh, Vietnam, Okay. followed by th- uh, Thailand. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the numbers can change uh, theoretically. Uh-huh. But as for now, the three neighboring countries are the biggest investor in the countries. Where does the U.S. rank now? 
You know, United States was there. I was there numbers of time meeting with the uh, officials of the U.S. embassies, and we asked the questions that what is the missions of the United States here in Laos? And they told us that one is to balance the Chinese influence in these countries, and we further the questions by asking if that is the missions, then what sorts of the uh, economic investments and projects that you're doing here in order to uh, influence the Lao people back to the United States. And they hardly answer uh, us on these questions. But I don't see the presence of the United States as uh, extensive as the Chinese in the countries. And and it literally is not just in in terms of in terms of dollars. Right. It's uh, it's uh, and 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 below it's Southeast Asian um, neighbors as well. You, well, you you paint a really interesting story about um, the factors, uh, the political and economic factors that that weigh into uh, Chinese foreign direct investment. So maybe let's let's start with the um, the political variable variables. Mm-hmm. Um, Lao is a landlocked country. It's the only country in Southeast Asia not to uh, have a maritime border. Yet it is a key player in for the Chinese foreign policy in the South China Sea uh, conflicts. How does that happen, and what role does that play in foreign direct investment in Laos? Mm-hmm. So if you look at the political variables to explain the movements of the Chinese uh, capitals in Laos, uh, it is important to look at the uh, membership of the Laos with the uh, regional organizations, the ASEAMs. So being a member of that organization, Laos has the privilege to chair the uh, annual conference, which means I rotate around the member. So, so, so for our listeners, Laos chairs the, the, the Association for Southeast right, Asian right. Nation, which is the Southeast Asian equivalent of the EU. And so that, that uh, what, does it, what does it mean to chair? What, how, how big of an influence is that? Okay. Being the chair, uh, uh, Laos has the liberties to uh, initiate the agendas of the summits of the conference. Uh, in addition to that, being the chair, Lao can be the spokespersons of the members' organization. And this duty and responsibilities of the chair of the regional organization means so much politically to China. Because any issues that can be raised by the summits of the conference among members of the Southeast Asia organizations against China, and if Lao, let's say, is on the side of the Chinese, and Lao can block that. Uh, uh, issues to raise against uh, China. That's why they can know, they can take it off the yeah, agenda take, or or t- move take it. it off the agenda, and then remove or just don't talk about it. And that in the illustration says that in uh, last uh, several years when Cambodia was the chair of the uh, summits of the organizations, and uh, there was extensive conflicts between China's and other countries in Southeast Asia on the issues of South China Sea. And the Cambodia successfully um, blocked this cut of the policies so issues being raised at the conference. And that means that countries like Cambodia, Laos, Thailand, and Myanmar, if they are on the side of China, and that means that can give the uh, Chinese a better uh, positions to deal with the issues of South China Sea. So, so is it is it really that that transparent of a of a 
political calculation where who whoever is is chairing the Chinese are going to to influence and and I guess they have or or has it been coincidental in the case of Cambodia and Laos? Do you see do you see that influence following um, future chairs? Uh, well, those are the countries that they are not the uh, actors who conflicts with China's in South China Sea issue. Other countries like Malaysia, uh, Indonesia, the Philippines, and Vietnam, they are the uh, climates of Southeast Asia against China. Right. So there's no reasons for the Chinese to influence them. Right, right. I guess with the, with the Philippines being a bizarre outlier yeah. in its its, its yeah. recent uh, foreign policy, but that's a, yeah. that's a bit of outside of our purview. So, so the they, looking at looking at Laos on a map, you might not think that it factors so heavily in a, a South China Sea policy, but but it but it absolutely does for oh, yeah. for yes. for the Chinese. Uh, how about um, um, one belt, one road initiative? Uh, how does how does that factor in? So I maybe guess what what is one belt one road and and how does that play into the calculus of Chinese uh, foreign direct investment in in Laos? Mm -hmm. as, as you know, China emerged economically as the number two uh, economic worldwide, and one of the missions of the Chinese government is to compete with the superpowers with the United States at the interna international stage, right? And to do that is the engineer of the China One Bells, One Road initiative. This is an international development uh, programs creating infrastructures into more than 150 countries. And among these countries, Laos is one of those. And that explains why the Chinese has to uh, form relationship with Laos to uh, implement the China-Lao uh, railroads. And the benefit of the constructions of the uh, railroad for China is to extract natural resources from Laos back to China and to uh, invest more and more into Laos so that Chinas can bring Laos on the orbit of China economically and politically. You you bring up infrastructure and uh, what what are some of the the areas that Chinese that, that China is um, is investing and is interested in in terms of developing Laos infrastructure? You mentioned the, the railroads. What other what other areas are they trying to? Um, to, to pour their money into? The uh, visibilities of China's investing in Laos are in agriculture. The banana in the north, for example, is a very pervasive, is a very extensive, and also hydro. Do, do they do they do they own those those plantations outright? No, they uh, rent the land from the locals. But this is one of the big issue. Uh, because there are agreements between the Chinese and Lao government, and if they want to implement this policy, um, they can do whatever they want without the consent of the uh, locals who own land, and that is a very problematic uh, issue. Do they pay land rent to the? What do the, do the locals get anything out of yes, it? Yes, they 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 get the rents from from the Chinese. But the question here is that if the if, if China plants. Uh, banana trees in there so we're talking about uh, chemical 
uh, fertilizations uh, to the soils of the land. And think about 20, 30 years, what happens to the land after the Chinese left? And that means the farmers will have a problematic because the lands are being uh, erosion. The soil erosion is pretty common for chemical uh, destructions of the land. What happens locally with, uh, so so if they're a net exporter of these commodities that the Chinese are investing in, does that, does what impact does that have locally in Laos for, for food, food prices, food availability? Is it, is it evened out or does it, does it have, um, does it create swings? Well, they are, I, I think pretty much for now, the short term here is that even out because the uh, local people that allows the local peoples can benefit from the uh, investment projects in, in their lands because they get, they get money from China and they also, uh, Work for those work for those plantations for the Chinese, and that means that for the short term it's, it's okay for the local, but if you look at the long term, a chemical penetrations to lands, to streams, the rivers, and so right. forth, and that can create a problematic not only for uh, people but also for animal um, buff, water buffaloes, uh, holes, and so forth that have access to water, and that is a problematic. Were these lands that were already under cultivation, or is this is this new um, uh, forest that has been that has been cleared for plantation? Both, both, right? With obvious environmental mm-hmm. um, environmental issues, consequences. The, issues yeah. the in in the news uh, recently have been some sort of major tragedies in in Laos with 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 dams and with flooding mm-hmm. and with mm-hmm. um, what is the hand of the Chinese in these these expensive and elaborate um, building projects? I don't have any information about how the Chinese are uh, involved in these type of infrastructures. Uh, I don't know. The railroad, mm-hmm. back to the railroad example, mm-hmm. this, is, this is a lot of, did, are the Lao, is the Lao government asked to put money in to these development projects? Like yes. What's the, what is, so what's the, what's the ratio? Okay, the, the cost of the constructions of the China Lao railroads is, according to the numbers of sources, is seven billion dollars. Devised to China and Laos, China shoulders seventy percent, and Laos is thirty percent. So the problems for Laos is that Laos does not have the money. So that yeah, hmm. so yeah, so that's my that's my question. I guess doesn't it create a massive. Uh, uh, trade deficit debt ratio. Mm-hmm. Um, what what is, is, are we already seeing that, or what are what are projections going forward? Well, the the issue here is this, right? Laos showed a thirty percent of seven billion dollars, so which means that equivalence to Laos GDP up to ninety five percent of the Laos GDP for the next several years, and then ninety five ninety five percent, according to the numbers of a source, and. In order to I mean, get, that, that doesn't seem sustainable, right? I know. And in order for the Chinese to loan the monies to allow to pay for the uh, construction costs of the uh, railroad, allow us to use their natural resources as the, as the collateral. So which means that if Lao cannot pay China, so Chinese can uh, extend their sovereignties to Lao's uh, natural resources. So... So that I understand correctly, you're saying that um, the Lao government has agreed that to put the to put natural resources up as as collateral, collateral. to to ensure that thirty percent stake in that debt. Um, and if they default, 
is it ownership in perpetuity? Like, what what does that mean? Which means that China can take over the natural resources that uh, promised by the Laos in exchange for the thirty percent of the seven billion dollars in constructions of the road. Define takeover. I mean that 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 will become that that will become de facto a a a, a Chinese province inside of. Uh, what what would that mean? What are the what's the what's the bleakest projection, and then maybe a more realistic one? Uh, not a specific areas in the countries, but a specific place that I believe to be rich naturally, such as the Tibers, uh, Golds, and so forth. But not a specific area. So so the there there aren't specific areas that are listed. They just it's sort of the general natural resources are promised Correct. in return. Correct. Okay, so that's to be determined what that would mean, right, if, if the Lao default. That means that the Chinese can take over, and they can exploit those uh, rich natural resources in exchange for the payments made by the Lao government. Have the, has, has the Lao government been falling into arrears? Has what's, uh, how long is this, how long, have, how, what, what, what sort of data set do we have so far in terms of keeping up with payments? I look at the uh, informations. I don't have that much information yet at the moment. Right. So, so we don't we don't know yet. It's mm-hmm. I guess we'll know a lot. <laughs> right. Right. We'll right. know a lot more in, in in a few years. Yeah. Um. So the the Vietnamese you also mentioned as the number two mm-hmm. um, investor in um, in Laos. How do how do they factor in? How does how what what role do they play? Now they're they're uh, um, the Vietnamese Lao uh, Treaty and Friendship from 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 seventy seven mm-hmm. guarantees. Uh, what does it guarantee, and how does that uh, uh, I th- create an interesting dynamic between Laos, mm-hmm. um, Vietnam, and and China? Well, the provisions of that treaty specify that if Vietnam is attacked by is attacked by third parties, and that attack is considered to be attack in Laos, so the two have to cooperate and unite against third party. That same things in Laos. So it's a mutual defense treaty. Mutual defense between the two, and more than that, um, Vietnamese Communist Party has also influenced the highest levels of leadership in in Laos ever since. Uh, for example, as we note in previous discussions, is that. If you think about the 80, when the economic reform in Vietnam was took place, and sooner or later, the uh, economic reform was a replicate in Laos. So, the, so the Doi Moi was the the economic reforms. Those are did were, did La, did Vietnamese um, planner, planners actually help execute that, or was it uh, um, inspired by? How, do you know the specifics of that? In the how, how that translate right. over. In the 80s, uh, immediately after the end of Vietnam War, and we learned that Vietnamese advisors are in key ministries in Laos, but it's not last forever. It can change thereafter, but in the old days, is is this type of visibility is there? So obviously, in in the, the after the the reunification of Vietnam and the the ascendance of the Patet Lao, the mm-hmm. the. The relationship is close between um, Laos and Vietnam. Right. How? How then? But the Chinese since two thousand have had a and had an increasing influence, um, and yet China and Vietnam are are problematic neighbors, and especially Correct. over the South China Sea issue. So how has that? 
how has that thrown the relationship into between so, Vietnam and Laos into has it changed it? Right, as we know that um, Vietnam is a climate of South China Sea against China, and that means the two countries having a conference in that uh, sea, uh, that uh, area, and Laos is a neutral entity, so that. Uh, China want to balance the powers of uh, Vietnamese in Laos so that Laos can uh, be influenced by, by China. And Laos is a member of the regional organizations that are since, and Laos is the chair. And any issues are raised by the uh, conference of the summits against China, and Laos can block that. And that is very important for China to invest in Laos to influence the leadership on the sides of China against Vietnam on that issue. Is it too simplistic to say that increasing Chinese influence in, in Laos would mean decreasing Vietnamese influence? Is it, Or is it more complicated than that? Economically, it's true. But politically, Laos and Vietnam has a long history of collaborations, not just during the Vietnam War, but before that, and still continues today because most of the leadership who are in junior uh, office in the in, in the uh, uh, governments, especially the political levels, they are trained in Vietnam. So that means that this type of influence will continue to be, and that's how China want to break this type of the uh, influence of relationship to balance the Vietnamese influence in Laos so that Laos can be on the orbits of the size of China. I think that's a good segue to think about what, what does it mean for uh, training, education, kind of investment that uh, that um, influence that China is exerting in 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 Laos. Does that mean that uh, they're trying to change the flow of of professionals, government, non-government education um, oriented towards China? What is how has that proceeded since two thousand? Well. China is rich economically. They have a lot of money, and they pour a lot of money for the uh, university uh, anchored students in Laos to pursue their undergraduate graduate degrees in China. Uh, that's one of the ways that the Chinese uh, did to uh, make sure that the younger generations are not just uh, drifting towards uh, Vietnam, but also to China's too. I think that's one of the strategies. The other strategies the Chinese did is not only just the education, but what they call the soft power. So which means that Chinese cultures, such as uh, Confucius institutions, are placed into Lao universities. So Chinese language training. Chinese language training. Yeah. All sorts of this is not just in Laos and Southeast Asia, but also here in the United States too. I'm not sure is that... Uh, Chinese Confucius Institutes are in NIU. And and uh, don't publish this part, but it was, it was very controversial. We almost had one and didn't, but okay. I'll, I'll say, so I'll answer that question now officially on the record. Uh, we we do not have a Confucius Institute uh, currently at, mm-hmm. uh, at NIU, but they're, but they're very prominent in, in the U.S. And, and elsewhere in, in the world because under-resourced universities have to think long and hard about turning down essentially free um, educational um, Chinese language opportunities for their uh, in in exchange. So it's a uh, um, it it, it uh, that has an effect even on American universities. I can imagine in the Lao University mm-hmm. that yeah. are even are even more hard up for resources. To put it mildly, that um, right. that that can move the needle. Right. Um, 
Yeah, you mentioned that because the United States is very institutionalized, uh, industrialized, so everything is in place and enforced according to the rule of law, right? So that would be hard for uh, institutions such as the Confucius institutions to influence uh, the United States here. But for Lao, it's a very different story because the rule of law, despite it's on papers, but enforcement is is problematic. Uh And uh, that means that the state is not as strong as you thought of in terms of uh, soft power like this. So Confucius institutions can easily influence the very younger generations, especially uh, those who are speaking Chinese and willing to be part of that. Yeah. In, uh, in, in Cambodia, mm-hmm. the sort of the, the rise of the Chinese in places like Sihanoukville mm-hmm. have created uh, major pushback and, res- and resentment in, some, in many cases by, by local um, residents mm-hmm. uh, there. What give us a sense of what in 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 Laos the the kind of the the, the man on the street? Um, what do they think about um, the Chinese presence there? Soft power, economic power. Uh, do they? Is it generational? Or what's to give us a sense of mm-hmm. what uh, how the Lao are perceiving this? Well, I talked to a numbers of locals in the northern part where I was there for months just do research and just uh, walking around the countries talking to people and despite their resentments of the Chinese penetrations not only merchandise goods and services but also the people and they disagree with the government policies but they cannot do anything like the case you just mentioned in Cambodia simply because the nature of the government there's no resistance and no protesting against the policies of the government. And despite you not agree with the government, you cannot do anything. That's how authoritarianism is all about. That's how it is, politically speaking. So there's uh, kind of widespread general discontentment mm-hmm. um, among among the masses about it, but a, a sense of resignation of what, right. of, of powerlessness about it? Yeah. Uh, I talked to a uh, faculty members in, in Laos. They are the locals and he told me that, you know, you are in these countries that think about this. We are very unified under the leadership of the Lao People Revolutionary Party. And whatever they say, all citizens are comply. That's what he told me. But I told him that, yeah, that's true, because there's no way that for them to resist to express their freedom of expression of press. So despite they not agree with the government policy, they have to do. If not, then what will be the destinies of their own life? What is your sense of the soft power success of China in 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 Laos? The you know, compared to say Korean pop culture and or or Japanese or other other Asian or or Western competitors, where how would you how would you rank the Chinese soft power uh, successes? Not as much as we uh, thought of for now, but we're not sure about the future. Uh, however, if you go to Vientiane's and you look at the young peoples, and there is a Chinese satellite industries now Huawei, right? It's pretty much penetrated throughout the whole country, north and south, east and west. So, I think this is very popular in the countries. But um, we met with the uh, U.S. MNCs in Vientiane's, and this is what they told us that, according to a numbers of studies, the uh, attitudes of the local peoples to the Chinese is not as uh, 
acceptable as we thought of, but that's what they told us. But practically, uh, Chinese goods and services are penetrates to the countries, and maybe long term in the future, who knows? We've been we've been talking about the kind of human resource mm-hmm. uh, landscape mm-hmm. um, with in, uh, in in regards to Chinese foreign direct investment. What are um, what are some of the challenges and opportunities for the Chinese in in with regard to um, human resources in in Laos? Well, I think the challenge for uh, human resources in the country is not for the Chinese, but it's for the Lao. Uh, okay. Because the lack of education, the lack of training, uh, this is the problems for Laos in terms of economic development, right? But this create a apple opportunities for China's to train Lao workforce through uh, collaborations and partnerships such as the Lao China's role, uh, other infrastructures program, um, and also. Do you think China senses that it has uh, an, the the impact it could have is fairly big in in there versus, uh, say, uh, Thailand that's that's mm-hmm. um, has mu- is much more d- developed and has a much bigger middle class, et cetera. Do mm-hmm. you think, mm-hmm. think that weighs on them? Like we, the the bang for the buck could correct, be correct. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Laos is talking about middle class. There's no such thing like that, right? The rich are very, very rich for a number of reasons that is hardly to explain in here. But the poor, the poors in which they don't have enough food to eat, they cannot survive. Or they may just survive one dollars a day. That's that's the mm-hmm. low end of the uh, societies. But they yeah, where 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 do they, where do they rank in ASEAN? Like sort in terms of development poverty index. Well, it's one of the poorest in Southeast Asia. It's one of the poorest. Uh, I think Cambodia, Myanmar, uh, East Timor, which is not a member of ASEAN, but these are the poor countries in Southeast Asia as compared to other. They are the last tiers of economic development. Is, is it is it getting better over time? Is it stagnating? Sort of, sort of yeah, sort of. In terms of, uh, simply because the Lao government's neck was uh, economically to the West since the 80s, and Western countries such as the uh, European unions and other countries, Japan, South Korea, invest substantially in the countries, and these can boost the living conditions of the peoples better. So the 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 infrastructure is of poor quality in in Laos, mm-hmm. creating the giving the Chinese opportunity to 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 have an impact there. You've got a population that is um, that is uh, as a Wealth gap, to be sure, yeah. and and uh, um, I guess a, an electoral system that doesn't allow um, uh, feedback Correct. for for mm-hmm. policies mm-hmm. they disagree with. It, it seems like an an opportunity could be um, uh, ripe for uh, with all of this money coming in for corruption mm-hmm. um, in in Laos. Does uh, do we have a handle on what that looks like there? Well, on the issues of infrastructures, once again, the quality is really, really poor. Uh, for years of usings without improvement, and raw is really bad, bad shape. And this is a problem for Laos, but it's an opportunity for the Chinese to uh, improve these uh, infrastructures. In implies that uh, China's has uh, influenced Laos through these sort of the. Uh, infrastructures projects if you uh i'll 
put on your political science hat and gaze into your crystal ball, um, what do you think? Uh, what do you think the future of the Lao are in ten, fifty years, vis-a-vis China? What do you, What do you? What are What are What are some of the predictions about where it's headed as a nation? Well, nowadays, if you go to Laos and the major uh, businesses such as uh, such as uh, hotels, uh, light uh, industries, uh, and the lights are pretty much either dominated by China or Vietnamese, and the locals are dominated to angling cultures, uh, gathering vegetables, uh, foods from forests to sell. These are the current situations in the countries. That given this as the basis, I am thinking that the political structures in Southeast Asia can be replicated in Laos at the uh, very best, which means that in Southeast Asia, as you know, the indigenous uh, peoples are pretty much the leaders of the countries, but economically are dominated by the immigrants of Chinese in Southeast Asia, and this can easily replicate in Laos at, 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 the, uh, at the level. That's, that's one way to look at it. The other way is that if the current situations that Chinese invest in Laos is not only economic projects, but the numbers of immigrants who migrate from China to Southeast Asia, if they are increased substantially, and think about they are in the countries, they have their kids in there, and the kids can become the citizens. And this can be a very different political uh, landscape in the next right. 15, 20 years. Yeah, yeah. I, wanna, I wanted to ask about that because mm-hmm. who, who, is, who is working on these projects? Are they bringing Chinese labor? Are these Lao laborers? Uh, what is the workforce in the Chinese-run uh, investment schemes? Uh, the upper management is pretty much the uh, Chinese, but the uh, workers, the workforce at the bottom are pretty much the local yeah, so that so that maybe is a slight difference between some of the some of the cases we've seen. I know in 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 the Cambodia case, there mm-hmm. was the the sense, at least in in the coastal regions, that the mm-hmm. that the workforce or, or in Africa that the that local workforce was being ignored. And uh, is it a population um, safety valve, or they, are they are they encouraging um, emigration to 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 Southeast Asia and in, to Laos? Well, let let me let me make distinctions right. What it means that the locals are pretty much the labor force, which means just talking about the uh, investments of the Chinese in the agricultural sectors. So pretty much are dominated by the local. Okay. But if you uh, look at the other, uh, the infrastructures, investments of the Chinese and Vietnamese, largely speaking, are dominated by uh, the uh, Chinese and Vietnamese, uh, not the local. And in, that's pretty interesting. In, in like the railway, in like the railway example, is that the case? Um, the high rise uh, building infrastructures uh, in 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 Vientiane's that I uh, notice of. Yeah, and you can and you can you can visually see the difference in Vientiane um, from from years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, like, yeah. the, that you can you can you can literally see the Chinese influence. The yeah yeah <laughs> the, yeah. The, the the hotels the high rise. Yeah, and uh, great shopping malls in Vientiane are pretty much the Chinese characters, language, um, pretty much throughout. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a fascinating case and one to, um, one to pay attention to. And we're we're really we're really uh, uh, excited to to get to talk to you and have uh, kind of have your have your insights. Uh, so come back soon. Before you go, tell us a bit about any any anything you want to plug. 
um, you've got to travel um, a regular study abroad program to, to, to Laos. What, what, what is it and how can students find out more? Yes, at uh, St. Cloud State University, we have a big Hmong students, Hmong American student populations, and their parents' countries of origins is Laos, largely speaking. And we believe that in order for them to become a better students and motivations to uh, studies and graduations, it is important to bring them back to their parents' countries of origins to experience poverty lack of opportunities and so forth so that once they're getting this information they come back to the united states and we hope that what they learned is motivate them to become better students citizens so her- heritage students yeah, are, are a yeah. big are a big component of these pretty um, much yeah and that's why we create a program to southeast asia's uh short-term program each december so we exco uh 30 people 25 is more than 20 peoples to go to Laos, uh, Thailand, and Malaysia, and that's how we have uh, hand-on experience in, in those countries. So if, uh, how do students find out, how do, how do people find out more if they, if they Google study abroad, Laos, St. Cloud University? Let's go to the CIS, uh, Center for International Studies at St. Cloud State University, and the okay. Laos uh, the Southeast Asia short-term program is a list in, in there, and anyone can go with us. Yeah, well, we would, uh, um, well, don't tempt me. We'll have to, <laughs> <laughs> we'd love to, and we'd, and we'd love to see uh, uh, your, your, your students' heritage and otherwise mm-hmm. uh, here as well. So um, thank you so much for your, for your time and attention, uh, Dr. Young, and we'll uh, talk again soon. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Professor. Thank you for inviting me to the uh, Center for Southeast Asia at NIU. This is my intellectual institutions that I am deeply indebted of. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.